The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Only Murders in the Building is back on Disney+. You know what this means. Murder? Yeah, murder. The stage is set for the wildest season yet. We're on to something here. Featuring Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Look at this cast. They're all killers. As well as Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep. This is so exciting. I'm honored to work with you. Just don't upstage me. Only Murders in the Building. New season, now streaming exclusively on Disney+. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. <laughs> Coming up after this. Do you hear that? An oasis of uninterrupted audio. A space to make your own. What will you say to millions of listeners? Give your message room to be heard with podcast ads with Acast. Go to go.acast.com forward slash ads to find out more. D.S. Johnson Mills is a debut author whose novel, Choosing Me, unveils the unapologetically American and flawless imperfect protagonist, Dylan, whose superpower lies in her ability to love unconditionally. And D.S. Johnson Mills is with us here. How are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. This novel, Choosing Me, delves into complex family dynamics. So what was the inspiration behind these characters? and their relationships? The inspiration um, basically came from personal experience. Like my protagonist, Dylan, I was raised by my grandmother. And when we were children, our mother left. So I have that dynamic throughout the novel. And it's basically between the two sisters, because obviously the, one of my sisters was left in the hospital. So I kind of used that as my as my um, as my theme. That was very easy to write about. Whenever I wrote about Dylan and her family, the scenes are always done in one sitting, and it's like the words just poured onto the page. So. That's where I drew the inspiration from. And the book explores the themes of sexuality and intimacy. So how do you think those themes contribute to the character's growth and interactions? Well, I needed something very powerful to draw her out because she had this, she was basically emotionally um, sad for most of her life because she had this, this, it's like a part of her is missing, you know, when your mother leaves and you really don't understand it. So she was struggling emotionally. And so she had all this type of neurotic behavior and these controls where she had to constantly be cleaning and and so I needed something powerful and obviously she doesn't do drugs so we had to go for the sexual intimacy and it was also my way to kind of um, let the reader know that what was actually going on with these two people wasn't just something sexual it was a little bit more than that so that's why that the the romance is quite steamy but it's definitely not an erotic novel I wouldn't know how to write erotic I was just you know bringing out the human emotion emotion of when you meet someone and you have that connection yeah and because she didn't want I mean at the time they were just having a fling type thing in her mind she wasn't looking for anything else else so I needed a way to let the reader know that there was more going on here than just two people having sex yes and the novel addresses the jealousy and rivalry between the sisters as well so how do you approach portraying these emotions authentically within the context of the story I have a sister myself so I definitely know about the dynamic between sisters 
Dylan and Kizzy, that's the name of the sister, I mean, they're they're from a broken home and they kind of grew up seeing their father because he never really got over the, the, the fact that the mother left. He was still in love with her. So they all, always saw his broken heart. And the thing about Dylan was she wanted to be with her mother, have a relationship. But every whenever the mother wanted to come to visit or anything like that, Kizzy would always prevent it. And so it, it kind of built up like a resentment between the two of them. And no one in the family really talks about it because it's too painful. So until Kizzy and Dylan actually discuss, you know, this this thing between them, it's always just going to be festering in the background. So this is where the resentment comes from. But they love each other and they're best friends. They would do anything for each other. But that that thing is still there where Kizzy hates the mom, Dylan loves the mom, even though the mom left, you know. So you, yeah. you kind of have that. that um, and obviously the rest of the family really spoiled Kizzy because of the way she was left. And so they 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 somehow didn't treat Dylan like she was left too. You know what I mean? So this yeah. is where all the resentment comes from. And the book explores the concept of choosing oneself. So how does Dylan's journey align with this theme? And what messages do you hope readers will take away from it? Well, in Dylan's case, she had to make the choice to break away because, like I said, she was emotionally compromised. She was not being like she was very unhappy and she couldn't even work out why. So she was struggling. And then when she broke away from her family and went to live on her own, she thrived. But she had her grandmother guiding her. It's not like she made all these these steps by herself. You know what I mean? So it's not to say that it's the ideal solution for everybody, because we also meet Toby, who's in my novel. Yes. And no two paths are the same. Toby's struggling with his sexuality and he is afraid to embrace it because he risks hurting his mother, who, you know, basically sacrificed so that he could have the life that he has today. So it's kind of like going, being free works for Dylan, but it's not, it's not the same for everybody. So that's, that's not what, I mean, this is Dylan's story and her choice, what she had to do to be able to, to live. But even when she leaves, it's still there. So it's still, you know, festering on the surface. And then obviously when she meets Marcus and he draws all this, all these emotions out of her, then she's kind of back to square one. So it's what does she actually do to bring, break free, you know, to make herself actually truly happy. And what is your thought process behind crafting the pacing of the narrative, given those emotional ups and downs that the characters experience? That's a really good question, because most of the pacing of the narrative was done during the editing and rewriting process, because, you know, when I first sat down to, you know, to write, you know, I just wrote. I didn't really think about any of this, any of these skills that you, that are so important. Yeah. Then after, when I was editing, then I realized, you know, I had to take out things that didn't work. So this is where I had to then learn. I did a couple of courses and I had to learn about creating effective dialogue, you know, how to bring the magic onto the page, especially between the three friends. Because like I say, when I was writing about the family, it was very easy because I, I, you know, I had a lot to draw on personally. But like um, when I first had the idea to write the book, I was everything was coming from Marcus's point of view. But then I realized I, I don't know what guys think about. So I can't even have a conversation, you know, as a guy. So I had to change. And that's when Dylan came in. It, so I had no I had no thought process to write a novel about family and emotional. I was going to write a romance novel. But then when I switched to Dylan's pers- perspective, this is when all this all this emotion started coming out 
out onto the page. So that for me was a little bit of a surprise. And I mean, I, I struggled to even craft um, not just a dialogue, but to build my characters because my first editor, she basically said to me, Marcus was too nice. And I then I was racking my brain trying to figure out how to make him bad, you know, without compromising his authenticity. But I really struggled. And then it was my sister who said to me, Marcus will be whoever you say he is. And then after that, I was I was OK. I, I was a bit more comfortable. I mean, at the end of the day, we're seeing him through Dylan's eyes. And it's the start of a romance when everything is beautiful. You know, all the ugly stuff comes later. So I, I became a little bit more comfortable with it. And so that was that was how I kept. I just kind of trusted what I was writing and try not to think too like overthink it. You know, yeah. I just let everything happen. I mean, sometimes I would make a plan and I would say, OK, this is what I'm writing today. And then I write something completely different. That's how that's how it happened for me. How did you decide on the book's title? choosing me how did you choose that if you'll pardon the pun <laughs> well yeah that actually i had so many different titles for the book and it, it was really monumental effort trying to decide what was the best fit but what in the very first scene between marcus and dylan they're having a conversation and there's nothing remarkable remarkable about what they're saying to each other he's giving her a lift home you know being his shiverer self and in the conversation she tells him that she always chooses for herself she makes these plans and when they don't work out she just moves on to the next one at the point of them meeting she's on plan c and so that's where i got the idea and i even wrote like a like a little poem at the start of the book just all about choosing me i mean it's kind of everything just kind of happened and like once i had the title i was like yeah this is this is the right title for the book how did you come up with a concept for the cover design as well well i i this is where it all came um where woodbridge came my publishers they obviously came in and they designed the cover for me so I gave them the concept of what I wanted and of course, I had to do a bit of compromising on my part, because when someone else, you know, takes over your baby, you know, it's kind of like they have their ideas and then you have yours. So in the end, though, I think the cover works to portray the spirit of the story. You know, Dylan's determination to remain in the light, you know, her and her ability to love unconditionally. I think all of that is portrayed from this wonderfully attractive woman who's on the cover and is just surrounded by strong themes of 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 love and loyalty and and this is what the book is all about so i think they did a good job absolutely <laughs> were there any challenges that you faced while writing choosing me yes many challenges some of which i've already mentioned um but I think the biggest challenge for me was obviously interacting with the men, you know, what they're actually saying, because you have two male characters and, and a female. And it's like when when the male characters talking to each other, what do they say? I have no idea what guys talk about. So that was my biggest struggle. And then obviously I sort of um, went out of my comfort zone and all of this happened organically. And I had Toby in the story and he's a gay man who struggled struggles with being gay. And it was, I mean, this is Marcus and Dylan's love story. So I I didn't want to like overshadow it, but there there is a scene in the book when when Toby reveals to Dylan that he um that he's not okay about being gay. Like he struggles with it. Obviously because he doesn't want to hurt his mother. And it's kind of like when you first meet Toby, you think, okay, he's he's this outward 
openly gay guy because that's how he behaves with Dylan. But it's Dylan who's who kind of drew out the, the the real Toby, but he's afraid to let anyone else see. So that for me was the biggest challenge because I mean I don't really know really what what gay people struggle with or what someone who doesn't want to be gay. I don't know how how they struggle. I was making that up. Only Murders in the Building is back on Disney+. Plus. You know what this means. Murder? Yeah, murder. The stage is set for the wildest season yet. We're on to something here. Featuring Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Look at this cast. They're all killers. As well as Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep. This is so exciting. I'm honored to work with you. Just don't upstage me. Only Murders in the Building. New season now streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. 18 plus subscription required. Season C's apply. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Podcast ads let your message take centre stage so your brand can really cut through the noise and speak directly to millions of listeners. Give your campaign room to be heard with podcast ads. Go to go.acast.com forward slash ads to find out more. And so I wanted to be, I wanted to be true to, but I didn't like my hairdresser's gay. And I was like, should I ask him? He's happy. So I thought, no. So this was my biggest struggle. So I had to really dig deep to try and make it real. Like what happened? And to be honest, some real powerful things came out. I was thinking, where did you get that from? So yeah, it it was quite, it was, that was the challenge. Yeah. But I did like the, 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 the contrast between um, Dylan and Toby, the way that they're both struggling to just be their authentic self you know yeah so i really like that and that is something that is a struggle isn't it because it's so important to get that right isn't it you could so yes. easily make mistakes when you're dealing I with so easily sexuality make mistakes and i was thinking yeah i was i could so but the thing about it is i'm the, the reason the thing is toby was only just supposed to be there for like a minute he was supposed to be the reason why dylan and marcus would meet because you know dylan and marcus roll in different circles and obviously toby was um a humble boy from greenwich who just happened to win a scholarship to a top school and that's how he met marcus and he was only supposed to be the the reason why they met but then he just the character just wouldn't leave and then I suddenly I had this this guy in my book and one of my editors said you know what about Toby what's happening with him and I'm thinking huh (laughs) so then I had to um I had to I had to write about him and I did thankfully get to carry on his story so I kind of know how that turns out you know later 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 on but it was kind of like can I can I do this can I can I say this and my sister helped me a little bit because she she works in the medical field so she she was giving me some pointers. So, um, yeah. And I didn't want to research anything on the internet. I wanted it to come from him being authentic. Like, this is how he's struggling. Yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense to you, but it's his internal struggle. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest challenges that I had. I was really out of my comfort zone with that one. Because I suppose it's something that, um, as you mentioned, you don't personally know the struggles. No. But on the other hand, were there aspects of the book that did resonate with you yeah so the the all this the story about dylan and her 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 life um before she comes to london 
all of that was, like I said, living with her grandmother, being with her father and her sister, all of that was just, it just, it just came out naturally. I even had a friend who I sent my first draft and she refused to read it. She says, because it's you. It's not me. It definitely isn't me. But because I've experienced it, I was able to draw from that. Whereas with Toby, I, I didn't have anything to draw on. Even, even with Marcus, I mean, he's from this upper class, upper, upper class, you know, British life. And I don't know anything about that, but we've seen yeah. so many period dramas, you know, we we can kind of, you know, make it up. Yeah. But yeah, with Toby, it wasn't that easy. But I hope I did a good job. I really, really do. I really yeah. hope so. And it's your debut novel. So yeah. how did you find the writing and publishing process overall? If someone had said to me that I would write a novel, I think I would imagine like 400 blank pages. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't I didn't think that this would be possible. And I don't even think I started out to write a novel. I was just messing around because I always like my dad is um, he's a writer. He used to be like the reigning Calypso monarch in Montserrat. So he writes most most of the uh, my cousins and my aunts. They're all writers. But I, I normally I've always written like when we were younger and stuff. But I never thought that I would write a book, but I just it just happened. You know, I guess 2020 happened and then suddenly everyone had time. So this book is what came out of my time. But um, the publishing process now, this even now I think to myself, my book isn't going to get published. Like, I, I don't believe it's going to happen because it's you sit and dream about it, but you don't actually think it will happen. And then when it when it when it's actually you're going through the, the motions of it happening there, sometimes I get so excited. I, I mean, I just cannot control the excitement. I don't think I've ever been this happy Maybe <laughs> when I gave birth to my son, yeah. but it's definitely exciting. I mean, the publishing process, it's it's really tough for me because I'm I'm like, um, this is like my baby. Like for me, this is like one of the most important things that I've done. And so I'm so very touchy about it. Yeah. You know, like I don't think that I'm someone who becomes touchy, but maybe others will disagree. But <laughs> even the smallest thing that goes wrong, like the first thing they said to me was your novel is too big. It has to be too. And I was I almost wanted to cry because that meant I had to sit down and write and rewrite it because obviously you just can't say, OK, we're going to stop it here. You know, you still have to create the, the drama, the intrigue. You know, you've, you've got to find the way to keep the, the readers, you know, engaged. And so I had to do a rewrite. And at first I was stressed about it. But then I realized that when I started writing the novel and obviously, you know, two years later, I think when I sit down to write now that I'm actually a better writer because I've done so many uh, writing courses and you know I've, I've done quite a lot of research so now I feel like I can write a lot better but yeah I, I, I did some rewrites and 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 I'm just kind of trusting the publishing team you, you kind of if you you have to I decide you're going to trust them because if you if you make yourself a little bit crazy like oh this isn't going to happen or that's not going to happen you know I did some submission to agents as well you know you do all that stuff and then when you get the rejections you just you just feel like like there's a big hole in your in your life you know and then you you actually get some publishers who say yeah you know this is really good and it's kind of like very exciting yeah. but now it's now it's getting close to the publishing date i'm i'm very nervous because it's like you're putting yourself out there and yeah. it's like you know you don't know what's gonna happen that's the thing isn't it are you hoping that 
it's not going to be one big anticlimax and that people will read the book and you'll get lots of sales and great reviews and all that. Well, yeah, I want people to read the book. I think that, I mean, I I, I try to go with what one, one very early editor said to me because, you know, you have your manuscript and you send it out for editors to go through and tell you what works, what doesn't. And this is like the, the first manuscript when it was massive. And she, one of the things she said was, romance readers are going to love your book. And I just... I kept that. I I don't think about anything else. I mean, I know maybe I might not have the perfect, you know, punctuations or whatever, but yeah. that is what kept me going because I thought, okay, it's entertaining because obviously I write um, everything that was coming up from, you know, from inside of me. This just, the story just fell onto the page. So I'm hoping that people will be excited. People will actually fall in love with my characters or even if they hate them, that's, that's quite cool. As long as there's a reaction. That's, I think that's what I want more than anything. Yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, (laughs) what can we expect from you in the future? Do you think that this has maybe set off a new hobby for you and you're maybe going to write another book? I've written so, so many, uh, I've written so many manuscripts at the moment. I think I have about five. Wow. And this is only the first one. And this was supposed to be the first one, but somehow it got split into two. So that's how much I've written. Like when I was writing, I was, I don't think I've had that much fun. I was so much fun so i'm hoping obviously we've got part one and we've got part two to come as well and so i'm just hoping that people are going to really embrace and enjoy the stories and they're going to want more because there's plenty more like i said you know i carried on toby's story so i know what happens there i know what happens to dylan and marcus in the future it's 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 quite exciting actually yeah. and i mean i yeah i i mean at the moment i spend time just kind of writing and rewriting like I write every day like I'd get home from work and I would just kind of lose myself in writing so if people love my novels as my editor once said to me then they can rest assured that there will be lots more I will never like just be like doing it just one time because I've got the stories going still hopefully (laughs) yeah hopefully I keep going but yeah but that's the plan like I don't want to stop writing I want people to enjoy my books. So, um, yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. Well, where will we be able to find the book once it's out? <laughs> the book will be available on all of the uh, all of the online platforms like Amazon, um, Waterstones, all of them. It, it will be available on all of them. I mean, Woodbridge, Woodbridge Publishers are going to make the book available on all the platforms. It will be on my website, which is coming soon. So um, I'm sure it, someone will go into the even go into the shops, but obviously if that happens, I'll probably faint. Yeah. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that my book will be available on, on all um, all the platforms that you can that you can purchase a book. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you here. Thank you. Only Murders in the Building is back on Disney+. Plus. You know what this means. Murder? Yeah, murder. The stage is set for the wildest season yet. We're on to something here. Featuring Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Look at this cast. They're all killers. As well as Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep. This is so exciting. I'm honoured to work with you. Just don't upstage me. Only Murders in the Building. New season now streaming exclusively on Disney+. Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Coming up after this. Do you hear that? 
an oasis of uninterrupted audio, a space to make your own. What will you say to millions of listeners? Give your message room to be heard with podcast ads with Acast. Go to go.acast.com forward slash ads to find out more. Of sound, of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.